Thursday, the 5th of October. So, I'm Hello and Evie here, 2023. Just in case you've going what year it was, hope you're having a wonderful week so far. Uh, we have a great show for you coming up today with very seldom illustrious guests. We're having a bit of a kickback day, I think. Yeah, a bit of a chill day on the guest front. It, it's been busy and it's the day after the Silver Scrolls. Yeah, so. people are not wanting to wake up You're early like, hey, to come on the show. We record between <laughs> 8 and 10 and people go, man, that sucks. Not <laughs> it's not going to work. Not work. Which is fair enough. I totally get it. Yeah. We are uh, inching towards election day. Don't forget, advanced voting is now open. If you want to vote, uh, you should do it now, maybe. I personally enjoy going on vote day. Like, on the day. I like to make a meal of it. Yeah. But I like to make a meal of everything. I'm a yeah. very dramatic individual. So mm. I, that's why I like to vote on voting day. Um, but most of my friends have voted. Um, the little voting place near where I live is right across the street. Mm. So both my flatmates have already voted. They, like, mm. waddled down there. I felt a little bit left out. But I want to vote on voting day. I want to get a little sausage yeah. sizzle. Did like... you hear that they're not giving out stickers anymore? Wait. Why? It, honestly, it makes me not want to vote. I'm so sick of inflation, bro. We can't even have stickers. No more stickers. No more vote day stickers. That's actually, you know what? We're going to print our own stickers from the AliExpress sticker printer that I bought a few years ago. And if you vote, hit us up. We'll send you a sticker. We'll send you a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> the sticker is a picture of us, though. <laughs> it's nothing to do with voting. Um, but yeah, make sure you stay tuned for a pack show. we got a lot going on, lots to cover. Um, from White Sunday to sports to maybe some elections. I don't know. Maybe we're sick of it. I can't remember See if we've got elections, feel. but we'll get to that eventually. But like we did mention, last night was the Silver Scrolls. Uh, Evie's going to catch up with Tony now so we can get a bit of a recap of the evening. And by Tony, I mean Tony Stamp. Tony Stamp. like There's out. only one Tony Tony, on Tony. Stamp is here. Uh, like, Honestly. Right. We're going to roll out the red carpet. I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you back soon. Uh, we're lucky enough this morning, blessed even, uh, Tony Stamp was here early after going to the Silver Scrolls last night and we begged him to come in and give us a bit of a rundown. Uh, welcome, Tony. Thank Morena. you very much for being here. Uh, you're so welcome, Evie. Yeah. Second time offender. I uh, made it back. <laughs> Second time offender. The jury's out. The jury's out. Um, Silver Scrolls went down last night. Big award, especially for songwriters. Mm-hmm. Give us a bit of a recap. What was the vibe? Well, the Beths won. We should start with that uh, for expert in a dying field. Yeah, I think um, it was the likely choice. Yeah. I spoke to some of the other nominees before the ceremony, and even they were saying they thought the Beths were going to win. The vibe on the night, you know, it's always very positive. It's a room of songwriters celebrating other songwriters. Uh, the highlight, as always, was the cover performances. Um, we had Juju Lips, Samara Alofa. Uh, the Exploding Rainbow Orchestra with Vera Allen uh, was incredible. Uh, Vera and the orchestra performed the song Andy by The Front Lawn, Don McGlashan's old band. Awesome. Very emotional. A lot of uh, damp eyes in that room. Uh, and yeah, that, that was the standout. There's, I, the cover's my favourite part of Silver Scrolls, by far. I love them. I look forward to them every year. Mm. And I've gone to the Silver Scrolls a couple times. But unfortunately, I was unable to make it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, who took home the Mile High Award? That's always one of my favourite parts of the night as well. That went to Mohi Allen uh, for a song he co-wrote at Song Hub. Um, unfortunately, he was at his father's tangi out oh. of town. Yeah, so two of his co-songwriters uh, got up and accepted on his behalf. Yeah, quite emotional. I was going to um, say, like... Also tearing just, up just thinking about it. Also just incredibly bad timing. Yeah. Um, and I think they were a little bit overwhelmed as well, just just 
from both of those events. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you would be. You mm. would be. Did you have fun though, personally? Did you have a good night? Yeah. It's, I mean, like you, I love those cover performances. I really do. And it's, you know, it's these upcoming artists who have rehearsed. Uh, I know this because I talked to some of them beforehand. They rehearsed for like a month yeah. leading up to that, interpreting the song, making it their own, you know, practicing. Um, and I thought all of them delivered really well. That's awesome. I mean, the key thing for me was that you had fun. That's all that mattered to me. <laughs> as long as you had a good time, it was a successful night. Thanks, Thank Andy. you for joining us this morning. Have a great rest of your day. I'll try. I'm going to be out there in the office just sort of trying to stay awake. So if you can help me with that. Yeah, pop a coffee. It'd be appreciated. Pop yeah, a coffee. let's pop a coffee. Yeah, pop a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Massive news for single people and people who love great television. Married at First Sight New Zealand is coming back. Applications are open. It's going to be huge. If you're over 25 and you want to just, like, be married, get in there. I didn't know there was, like, an age. Is there, like, an age restriction? Like You, you have, have to, to be, be 25. Yeah, you have to be 25. It makes a little bit... Like, it would be sad if we had, like, 19-year-olds on there. That would be a bit... That would a, be a little bit, bit weird, eh? A little bit dark-sided. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm really excited. I love maths. I absolutely love maths. Mm, Why is in with me. Oh. We love it. Um, but my question is with New Zealand, right? How do they do it so that you don't walk down the aisle and your cousin is up there or your yeah. ex is up there or your sister's ex or, like, whatever? Because in New Zealand, two degrees of separation, famously, mm. which is a nice way of saying everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Mm. So I don't. they managed to pull it off season one. I don't know how they did it, and I don't know how they're going to pull it off a second time, but it's like even when I was overseas and I meet people, and I'm like, oh, I'm mm. from New Zealand. They're like, where? I'm like, Wellington. They go, do you know this person? And I usually did. I was like, oh, yeah. I went to school with them. I also feel like since the last season in New Zealand, people were on dating apps more, social media's grown. You know, like, we're connecting with people more now. Like, it's going to be so hard to, like, pair people up who have never met. There's, they've they've got to have met before some of them. They've got to have. Like, like, they, like, oh, we matched on Tinder once. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, oh, I saw you at the viaduct one time or whatever. Yeah. Like, even if you just got two people that were both from, like, Wellington, for example, they would know someone who knew each other. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I reckon they're going to have to pair people, like, they're going to be like, if you're from the same region, we can't put you together, which actually would be disappointing for me personally because, like, I like to hang out... <laughs> <laughs> I like to hang out with people. <laughs> so Saul's not from Saul's not from Wellington, and I'm like I like to hang out with people from Wellington. I like to no, I like to hang out with people not from Wellington too. But you know, like you just get each other if you're yeah. from the same region, and now you're probably not going to be able to be with someone from the same region. Sorry, Saul. I love you. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Who needs maths? <laughs> All right, Auckland am I gonna stop? People. Spark it up. I love awkward people too. <laughs> but, but in saying that, if I got matched up with one on maps, no, nah, I'm um, kidding. My boyfriend is from Auckland, so I should I should be more careful. Yeah, saying. I don't even date someone from Wellington, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Islanders, I don't know if you know this, but like Islander men, man, they they'll say I love you in two weeks of dating. A eh? like they, oh me, they, <laughs> me. they're like so I'm like I could see it. I could see just get one Samoan dude on there, and he's gonna he's in love. He's he's gonna say it I, that, on the show. But that and would he's be nice though. A lot of the time they get on because like as a massive fan of maths, I am aware that they are capable of the most evil editing in reality yeah. television, which 
like I acknowledge it's a bit evil but it's fun to watch like it, I do love it I do love reality TV but it's like some of these people just like don't get along they were never gonna get along like it's a bizarre match mm. and one it's like a dude being like I love you and the girl's like girl I would never look at you outside oh of this my thing. god and yeah. it's like oh. whereas like me right like I'd They'd put me on there, walk down the aisle, look amazing. Obviously, I'd look great because I'm on TV and I'm getting married. Like, I'd be spending money on that. But I'd just fall in love with whoever it was immediately. And then two weeks in, be like, oh, actually, it kind of sucks. Like, I'd be like, I love you. You're perfect. I'm so happy we're here together. Imagine you're like, to your kids, you're like, let's watch. Do you want to see mom and dad's wedding tape? And then you just put on, you're like, was it season two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's episode three. Yeah. I honestly think that'd be so nice. It's one of the things I get quite jealous of when I watch like reality shows where they end up together, like uh, Molly May and Tommy Fury. True. They have a child now. They're going to get married soon, and it's like they met on Love Island, and they get to watch back of them like seeing each other for the first time, yeah. falling in love. Like all I have are some strange Instagram DMs from the early days. Not as good. Anyway, apply for maths, please, everyone, please. And then we'll have you on. Yes, come on the show and talk mm. about it. One thing I've learned about Evie in the shocks, like almost like six, seven months I've been on the team, is that when Evie sets her mind to something, she she really sinks her teeth in. And the other day, the topic of the Christchurch mystery meet came up. And although the story was about a month old, Evie was just like, it was the first time she heard of it, and she was just like, this is right up my alley, and became immediately obsessed with it. Yes, I do get obsessive over things I'm interested in. Mm. Um, I have been diagnosed for that. Do yeah. not worry. But yeah. what has happened in Christchurch <laughs> has really caught my attention. Mm. So an, an unknown individual in the Christchurch area has dumped over 700 kgs of mystery meat in various public bins. What? What's going on there? Checkpoint covered it, and I'm not even making this up. When asked if they knew what type of meat it was, people don't know. They think pork or beef, probably, is mm. literally the quote. Yeah, it was, it was literally probably the, beef. <laughs> yeah, pro- it doesn't. And I, there are photos of mm. the strange meat. Don't look like beef to me, girl. Looks nah. possibly like pork. But then we started, you know, talking about it a mm. bit more and people were suggesting, well, maybe it's human meat. Maybe it's dog meat. We don't know. I don't know if people suggest that it was human. I think people I, were just no. like, people were like, is other it human? People, like... Other people suggested, it wasn't me, other people suggested that it could be it could be any type of meat. I wanted to know exactly what was going on. I wanted to get every detail, but unfortunately no one would pay for me to fly down to Christchurch. No. So I got stuck in from my desk here at work. First thing I did was email a counsellor in Hornby who'd been all over the case, ask him if he'd have an interview with me about it so I could just ask him what's going on. He was unable to do so because it is now a police investigation. And you got awfully suspicious about that news. I got very suspicious about that news because originally, originally... They were able to talk about it and they were saying, we don't want to prosecute anyone. We don't want it to come to that. We want to solve the problem. We want to encourage people to no longer do this, right? That's what they said like a week ago. Now it's a police investigation, which leads me back to my earlier point of what is the meat, right? So I couldn't talk to this guy. I said, let me know immediately when you're allowed to talk about it. Hit me up. I will be emailing every other week just to check in, right? Then I emailed the police, (laughs) 
to find out more about the investigation. They have not come back to me. It has only been 24 hours. If that. If that. But suspicious that no one wants to talk about the meat. No know. one wants to tell me about <laughs> it. It's suspicious to me. I don't know if it's that they don't want to talk about it or just that it's not that big of a deal to them as it is to you because they're just like, I don't know, someone's just throwing meat in the bins and you're like... <gasps> What is the meat? We need to <laughs> DNA test the bags that the meat were in. That's what I would be doing. Because at the end of the day, we need to catch this person. Because that's a lot of meat. Where's the meat coming from? Who has 700 kg of meat? I mean, I, these bags of meat are huge. Like, you wouldn't be able to pick it up. You wouldn't. You might be able to. I wouldn't be able to pick it up. And they're just in a random public bin. You get up in the morning, you're on your way to work, you're having your V and a, and a pie, whatever, you go to chuck it in the bin, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's 200 kg of meat in here. Would you not be like, I need to know, I need to solve this crime? I, I just feel like it's going to be some poor butcher's apprentice who had to throw out like a bunch of expired meat. And he was just like, oh, I guess I'll just go dump it in this bin. And then he was like, oh, there's no room. I'll go to another bin. And now he's like front page news. I just imagine it's some poor like 17-year-old kid who's like... <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious sort of answer. But I'm looking for the truth here. It's because I'm an investigative journalist after I caught Guy and Espiner, a very successful investigative journalist, red-handed with my headphones from around the office. But he doesn't know... He, has not a, he doesn't here. know where they came from, mm. allegedly. But it really inspired me and made me think that I'm a journalist now. <laughs> so I am going to get to the bottom of the meat, um, even if it takes me my whole life. It could be one of those cases that it goes cold and then 20 years later, DNA tests the bag. We find out who it was. We find out that it wasn't it wasn't a butcher. It was like... A weird person. I don't know. I don't know what I'm weird speaking, but I'm. Person. I'm going to keep you guys updated. I'm going to send some more emails. Don't you worry about that. If you're in Christchurch and have seen the meat, call me. Call me. Thank you. Just read out Harry's number. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Ice Spices Dunkin' Donuts Ice Latte? Um, I've seen it on TikTok. Did you know that there's two, almost two thousand calories in it? There's like 200 grams of sugar oh my. in a large ice spice iced latte or whatever it is. Is that how you get thick, though? Because if it oh, is... Oh, bro. I don't... Yeah, you'd get thick and then they'd take your foot when you get diabetes, man. <laughs> like, straight up. There's we, so much sugar in that thing. from Sasha when she came on the show. Weight and diabetes are actually not correlated. Oh, no. Yeah. I know people that are like super skinny and born with diabetes. Yeah, be like that. Yeah, It'd be yeah. like that. But like that Jonas. ice spice latte will 100% give you diabetes. Like, it dude, might like, kill you. Like, it might like, do you in. It's like, the event, like, it's like, it's got to be one of those drinks that as you're sipping it, you're like, the first couple sips are really nice. And then the next couple sips, you just feel your arteries clogging. Yeah. But what yeah. bothers me probably more than anything, 200 grams of sugar, like almost 2,000 calories. <laughs> But then it's served with a paper straw. Uh, and I just want to say how much I... I know hate is a strong word. But I hate pi- paper straws. I, I hate them. passionately. I hate passionately. I, I love turtles, dude. And I hate... Hot take. I hate climate change. Oh, Hot take. Climate change is bad if you guys haven't heard about that one. Not Spicy good. take. Um, but... Like, 
I just feel like it's more waste. My solution to the paper straws issue is got well, let's set up sort of let's set up some of the issues with paper straws. You ever popped one into a drink and it's just smacked in half? Yep. And now not only is the paper straw bent in half, but it's ripped in half. Yep. So now when you put it in, you're like getting that. Yeah, may as well never have had yeah. the straw in the first yeah, place. Yeah, because now point. it's like leaking. Now I'm taking the lid off and drinking it out of the yeah. cup. Why am I here? Some straws, you pop in there, bro, five minutes later that thing is just sudsy. Disintegrating. And it's just melting. It's 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 biodegrading into my drink, yeah. right? Yeah. At least we know it's biodegradable. Oh, it yeah. degrades before I finish my beverage. Yeah, yeah. It is arguably the worst design of all time. I'm not a fan, yeah. Hate. No. Hate it. So here's my solution. No more straws. Because my issue with metal straws, that thing that you clean them with, I lose that awesome. every time, dude. Every time you, I keep telling myself I'm gonna put it in this drawer, and and then I go back to check it and it's gone. Mm. And just shooting water down the straw, like holding it under the tap, doesn't do the job. Yeah, if you want mold in your beverage and your mouth, then definitely get a metal straw and lose the clean thing. That's that's what's gonna happen there. My solution: scrap straws entirely, replace the lids with sippy cups. Oh, I agree. Because like then, when, you the, when, huge, you go, when you go to when you go to the states, when you like if you go to like um, uh, like like an American salmon too, like you get ice drinks and the the lid is like a, it's like it's got like a sippy bit. Like a lip. Yeah, like so you can lip. like pop the lip bag. You can put a straw in it, or you can just sip it like that. Why don't we just do that? Because then there's only two pieces of plastic, still, and no more straws, mm. and we've just got this. I have no problem drinking without a straw. I don't need a straw. Yeah. Like, I don't need one. So I feel like the sippy cup just works. So I can drink it like it's a cup of coffee. Yeah. But in a plastic... And there we go. We've just eliminated a whole problem. Less waste. Less no waste. more paper straws. Um, still plastic. Still it's, plastic. But you know when but... you get a takeaway coffee these days, and I, I'm an iced Americano gal, it comes in the, the bio-plastic cup mm. things. I'm assuming those are better but who actually knows um but you know what's going to help the environment way more than all of this mm. um you've seen uh taylor swift's uh, private jet emissions anyone anyone seen those no because she dates a jets player oh yeah see oh isn't that interesting isn't that interesting actually i learned my lesson about that time where i made that joke about um army and taylor swift like beefing with each other and i got like 200k views and like two hours oh, and got a bunch of right. death threats so look there's a lot of other people with massive jet emissions from their private planes okay there's not just taylor swift but mm. she was the first example that happened to pop to my head because three weeks ago if you googled taylor swift jet you would find that information now if you do that you find her new boyfriend that's totally real and definitely like real total like real relationship so that's just an interesting thing interesting. with climate change corporations um, listen to my idea i'll sell it to you Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Listen here, sharks. Mark Cuban, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, we have a great idea for you. So on Tuesday, we sparked up the hot debate. Mm. It's the hot show with even hotter questions. Hungy v. Boiler. The response was, to put it in one word, passionate. Yeah. People are very passionate about their choices. Yeah, I know. I was a little bit worried about, you know, going public with the debate. I was like, I don't want to upset some people. We talked about it. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, people get very, very up in arms about this. Like, yeah. It's very near and dear to people's hearts. Boil up and hungy. But the Tahi poll came out on top with one true winner. Yeah. Hungy by a mile. Hungy, yeah. 
Hangi, the yeah, I don't. What was the percentages? I can't remember. But hangi it was like eighty percent hungy, like not, like twenty percent. See, I'm not delusional. That nah. is nah. Yeah, but, but people were bringing up their big point was like boil. Everyone can make a boil up. Yeah, any yeah. Time. And Easier. Was, we were like, yeah, we get that, but yeah, does that make it better? Someone said there's a boil up song. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I need to look into. That. I think there is. I think I rem- have this vague memory of like a family at a dinner table singing about boil up. Oh, really? So there'll be something out there. There's got yeah, yeah, surely there's something out there. I wonder if there's like a um, fry bread song or like a like for someone's like a chop suey song. They're, like we reference it in songs all the time, but I don't think there's like yeah, a song yeah. dedicated to chop suey. I feel like Nisian Mystic's song covers a few of the the meals. Oh Isn't yeah. There? Oh, I can't remember. We're gonna um, have to dig through the catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people brought up Dennis Marsh. Yeah. People love Dennis Marsh. He had some interesting nicknames that I shall not repeat on the show. <laughs> people said some things. Let's just no, yeah, no, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Marsh, um, being an incredibly suave, uh, older gentleman, a man of the times. Yeah. Would you consider Dennis Marsh to be? The Maori Elvis, or is there a different artist? Oh, I think Dennis Marsh is up there. Yeah, he's got the steez for it. There's so there's a few Maori like older Maori musicians that could take that title. Yeah, away, I don't know if like Brennigan Carr would be up there like too. Frankie Stevens. Um, the Ingawa. Oh yeah, yeah he could yeah, be up yeah. there too. But yeah, yeah but there. no, Dennis Marsh is yeah I could like. I don't think I wouldn't be mad saying like he is the Maori Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> which is quite a title. Yeah, you yeah. Look at him though; he's like a real, like even yeah. as I say, he's a handsome man. Yeah, so suave. I get it, right? <laughs> but every country has an Elvis. Yeah. For Samoans, we have the illustrious Dave Parker. He's the Samoan Elvis. I don't think I think that's pretty universal. Most Samoans would mm. be like, yeah, he's our Elvis. But it makes me wonder what other Elvises there are out there. Like, is there is there yeah. a Kitty Bus Elvis, a, a Tokilo Elvis? There must be. Like, there must be one in every country. Yeah. I'm trying to think of others. I, I honestly, I wouldn't know. Blanking. We're going to need help on this one. We're going to chuck a poll up on the Tahi Instagram. Who is your country's Elvis? Mm. We all have one. All of us have one, especially Islanders. There's always... <laughs> there's a, but there's, you know who you can't replace? Bob Marley. There's yeah, only one. nah. There's only one. There's only one. Never Can't been another. Comparison. Never forget. Um, so we're going to chuck a poll up. Let us know who is your country's Elvis. Uh, and do you agree with us when we say that Dennis Marsh was probably the Māori Elvis? I think that's a safe one. Mm. But I don't know. The comment section will surprise me as you... Popeye. Um, speaking of weird comments uh, slash DMs, I got possibly the best DM of my life yesterday. You were very excited about this, by the way. We're working remotely and you message the chat and you're like, guys, I have a DM to share. It was so... The other day we were at Ranfilly Shield and I'm not sure if this person's just saw it on RNZ or listened to us talk about it, but I got a message from a girl who I didn't recognise and she said, like, hey, Evie, I don't know if you remember me, but we used to play soccer together growing up and I, like, saw the thing about the Shield and I wanted to ask if you remember not winning an award and smashing the trophy on the ground when we were kids. I don't remember that. It sounds like something I would have done, Mm. um, but I don't remember it. And I replied and I was like, oh my God, I don't remember that. Like, that's so bad. Like, what happened? And she said, you're not going to believe this. I didn't win most improved 
and apparently that set me over the edge and I like when we were finished the ceremony the trophies were sitting there I grabbed it and like threw it on the ground and I don't remember that so I asked my sister she didn't remember it either I asked my mum mum was like I wasn't there I don't know no idea it sounds like it happened though it did make me start thinking though about my awful awful track record with sport as a kid it was really bad. And I'm a competitive gal, mm. but I've been working on, on it a lot in my adult life. Like, I, I just don't play certain board games, and I behave a lot better now. It's just one of those things. Mm. But when I was a kid, I'm just going to do it in chronological order of okay. all the sports I have been right. politely asked to leave. When I was cool. in primary school, I played netball with my sister. I was politely asked to leave the team after just, like, I thought it was a contact sport, apparently. And I was just whacking people. Nah, netball is a contact sport, secretly. I think it is, Secretly, too. it's a contact sport. I think it is, too, but I was politely asked to leave that team. Um, I played soccer all the way through my childhood into high school. Um, I broke a kid's leg playing that game. To be fair, I also broke my leg. I'm um, responsible for two broken mm. legs in that game. Again, Secretly a contact sport. Well, it's a contact sport. Mm. But one of the legs was mine, so I feel like, you know, that's that's okay. Equilibrium. E- yeah, equals out. Um, but then I was on a hockey team, and I was politely asked to leave that hockey team because I used the stick as a weapon, and that was not okay. But in my defence, they were like, oh, this girl's parents just got divorced. Let's give her a weapon. Let's give her a thing to whack people with. That's kind of not on me. Like, I'm kind of going to... No, I feel, like, I feel like you're passing the buck. I feel like that's 100% mm, on you. Yeah, um, you know, to each their own. You know, we might have different opinions. Um, so was asked to leave the hockey team, which then my parents thought, maybe we should get her into a sport where, where contact is part of it. Mm. So I joined the rugby team. And I joined the rugby team at 9 Nine Intermediate. Um, and for those who don't know much about uh, Nine Nine Intermediate, the fact that there was a small white girl on the team, very... You, it's the, you wouldn't think it, you know? It's just, that it wasn't the vibe. Um, I got my ass like, kicked. Mm. Um, I got too violent about the game, and I, I was injured. And I took that injury as a personal attack, um, and then a real fight broke out uh, with me and girls who were a lot stronger, a lot taller, and just a lot better at rugby than me. A humbling experience. It was a humbling experience, but also, it, 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 yeah, I my dad was like, you're not playing rugby anymore because you're just going to get into a fight every time someone tries to tackle you, and that's not going to work. So that's four sports that I was politely asked to stop playing. Um, but they let me keep playing soccer for a long time. Um, but, yeah, it's a bad track record. I'm not saying any of it's okay. Am I proud of it? No. Uh, is it kind of funny in hindsight? Yeah. But yeah, um, just shout outs to the girl who uh, reminded me that I smashed a trophy. And and in your defense, you know, you never broke the Ramfrilly shield. I never broke the Ramfrilly. It was the stop out under 10 girls most improved small trophy. Okay. Mm. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it must have been really embarrassing for my family. Um, that they all blocked it out of their memory. They're like, no, I, I don't, don't remember. remember. If anyone was at Stop Out in Lower Hut in the early 2000s and remembers some, like, psycho kid, like, smashing a trophy, it was probably me, and I feel bad. But hit me up. I don't remember it. That one could be misinformation, but I don't know why this girl would message me and tell me that if she's made it up. I feel like that would be quite weird. My, um... I lost... I lost a game 
when I was like um when I was like a goalie for hockey and I was like 15 and I lost the game and I remember like walking off field crying oh. and my granddad was like be a man about it take your life. Oh. <laughs> I was crying cuz like not only was I getting harassed from like off off the field but like my granddad was here from Sa to watch oh. like he didn't just come over to watch me that would be a lie but he was there and like I lost and I like walked back crying and my granddad and my dad were like what are you crying for? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> being a goalie is a lot of pressure like that, though. Mm. I wouldn't want to do it. I did it one time. Actually, won that game. Nice. Yeah, I got real competitive though. This Sunday, the second Sunday of October, is White Sunday, also known as Children's Day in a lot of churches. Samoans and Tongans, we have different White Sundays, but overall, a lot of Pacific cultures we have a white sunday of some sort and it happens sort of around this time of the year it's a celebration to children evie you yourself have surprisingly experienced the white sunday i know funnily enough um we were talking about it this morning and i was like oh i used to go to that when i was in primary school uh, my school hall was used as a Samoan church on Sundays mm. and then for Children's Day it was like a big thing and everyone would come mm. would all wear white and I had no idea what was going on but I loved it because I got mm. to eat heaps of food everyone was really nice to me it was so fun and because it was all like a celebration of children it was all these like really nice aunties being like who is this random white kid like give her some food mm. like feed her for the love of God like give her some food and I loved it it's such a lovely day and it's so nice to have a day to celebrate the children yeah unless of course you are a Samoan child then white sunday sucks oh really you have no idea the pressure every white so like white sunday is like a thing where like every parent wants their children to because all the children have to perform so there's a bunch of performances yeah um but uh like competitive Samoan families especially mothers want their children to like have like the best performance so pressure starts kids start practicing for white sunday in like june july it could either be like a theater perform like a play or it could be a song but like you want there's no prize there's no prize for winning white sunday right Right? and so but you just it's bragging rights for Samoan moms to be like did you see my children? They had the best performance on the day. So kids are like strung high, but also my favorite, arguably the best thing about White Sunday is like in Samoan culture, if like you're unmarried, you're a child. Oh, that's awesome. So like sometimes there'll, <laughs> be, like, there'll be like a 40 year old man who's like unmarried, like up there, <laughs> like awesome. doing a White Sunday performance. Even like you, you get in a rela- you've been in a relationship for four or five years, you're there with your girlfriend, but you aren't married, you're performing. Are you going to perform? I don't not going. <laughs> like I like don't go to White Sunday for that reason. Because as I go and they're like, "Are you performing every day?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's just me." I do vaguely remember doing a play with some of my friends at one of those. I don't remember what the play was about, but I remember that I was like, "I should have the most lights." In a Samoan <laughs> church. Well, because no I didn't English. know what was going on. I'm yeah. like seven. I'm just happy to be there. Yeah. Like, no yeah. idea what's happening. Time of my life. Honestly, when I think back on my childhood, there's actually a lot of times like that where I was at some sort of like important cultural event. No idea what it was. Mm. I was just eating and having the time of my life. No idea what's going on. No idea. It was one of those times. But I think our performance would have been good. Happy White Sunday, kids. If you have to go perform this weekend, best of luck. I wish you the best. I'm praying for your well-being. And... Um, Please don't dirty your clothes. Your mother will smash you. All right. <laughs> the, the, the turmeric doesn't come out, bro. 
And that is about all the time we have for today's show. Uh, joining us for our illustrious outro, Matua Harry. Kia ora, how are we doing? We're okay, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. One thing for the outro. Day. How are you? On Tuesday, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> on Tuesday, I had multiple things. Today, I just have one thing, and it's a call out. Mm. Public call out to It's Curls Baby. We had Instagram mm. messages from the Tahi page from him about six, seven weeks ago now. Being like, next time you're up in Auckland, got to come in the studio, do a bit of a chat. He's been avoiding us. Are you sure he's avoiding us? He hasn't been back to Auckland on purpose. Oh, (laughs) you think he's avoiding Auckland so he doesn't have to come on the show? We're getting ghosted. He's reneged on his offer to come on the show. Well, he hasn't reneged, he just hasn't come back to Auckland. He went overseas. It's like when you take it back. It's like when you go like... Is that where negging comes from? Maybe. It's like if you... Sotomala was like, Evie, I really need your help moving house because you're real strong and stuff, you know? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then, like, the night before, you're like, oh, no, I don't really want to. Oh, I would do. I would definitely do that. Like, yeah. I think I was really the wrong person to use for that example because, girl, I'd be cancelling plans. <laughs> I'm a homebody. Mm. <laughs> I like to sit in my house and do whatever. Um, but I'm setting a timer. I leave next Friday. Mm. If It's Curls Baby is not in the studio by next Friday... We're cancelling him. Why are you threatening this man on the show? You've come I think on he's here. like, I think we're playing up our importance here a yeah, little I bit. Know. Like, well, we still want him to come. <laughs> we like, want you. We're, we're, hey, dude, we want you to come. Curly. If you come in, you'll be talking to me and sort of muddle, not, not Harry, this, this guy. <laughs> this aggressive guy. man. Get that curly-haired British butt of yours all the way up to Tamaki Makoto and come have a sit down. And a bit of a corridor. He's never joining us on the show after you said that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come now. All right, bye, Harry. Get out of here, dude. Hey, girls, baby. We love you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about him. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. This is a safe space, dude. You like, if you find your way back to Auckland, bro, there's space for you. We got time for you. Until then, hey, chill out. Uh, We are in the last seldom days, the glory that is school holidays. I hope you enjoyed a little lighter traffic. I definitely enjoyed not having people park in front of my house to pick up the children. Yeah. Um, if you went to the movies, I'm sorry. If you went to the <sighs> mall, I'm sorry. My niece is like, um, my niece has been like with her mom these school holidays. I like thought I'd, mi- I thought I wouldn't miss her, but like I miss her. Yeah. Like she's like, she's like a little bundle of joy around the house. Like the house is like really silent, but she's been texting me. And How like, old is she? She's 11. Oh, slave. We let her take her phone to her mom's because like she's annoying if she doesn't have a device. So we're like, hey, like. You'll behave if you got your phone. Um, and, but she, like, texts and FaceTimes me. And, like, it's really sweet. That's but at really the same time, cute. at the same time, she's just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't know. I'm just chilling. She's like, doing what? <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, Bro, I was like, I was like, have to answer you yeah. <laughs> but also, i'm you? realizing i don't get kids slang like they're like like she's just like even like the emojis she sends me i'm just like looking at them like bro just use the emojis on your phone stop like she's like it's like kids are like reverted back to doing the the typing emojis oh i like those ones the ones where you it's like a bunch of stuff that makes yeah. a little yeah i love them yeah that's classic weeb emoji used from back oh, in the yeah, day my we niece, loved all that we loved all that my niece is a bit of a weeb <gasps> Wait, she's 11 and she's a bit of a weeb? A little bit of a weeb. Do you need a babysitter? No, no. I need her to not be a weeb. Nah, it's all good. What's she into? What's she into? <laughs> oh, like, she's just... I can see it happening. She's not, like, into anime yet. But it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's and that's why I need to ensure that she stays away from people. You like want you. some Rex? No. <laughs> I'm gonna buy her Naruto stuff. No, she just needs Robux and she'll be happy. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed your school holidays. Uh, I hope you had a great day. Thank you for joining us on the show. Um, as Evie always likes to say, see you next Tuesday. Or we'll sing Kakite, Kakite. no fuss we've <laughs>